Hi, everybody. This is Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies and in many ways, <laughs> Tenet, in which John David Washington, my guest today, stars, is kind of the only movie in town. <laughs> it is. In the movie, John David plays a guy who is basically trying to save the world. His movie, directed by Christopher Nolan, <laughs> is out there to save this business in this cold <laughs> world we live in. So that's a lot of a burden, John David. How are you doing all that? Do you feel the weight of the world <laughs> on your shoulders? Well, speaking to the character, what was on the page, we did. So according to what Christopher Nolan wrote, um, I, I, uh, I think I, I have to save the world. So I, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, saving the movie industry. Uh, again, that's, uh, that's a question for Christopher Nolan. But I, I, feel, I feel really good. Um, knowing that uh, people are going to be are finally able to uh, to experience this safely. Well, they can, you know, I was in there. I went to an IMAX theater and saw it. What about you? Did you go to the actual movie theater and see it? See, that's what I want to do. I want to get to an I haven't seen it in IMAX. I, I saw a private screening. And I congratulate you on this because, you know, you've always been a terrific actor. You know, you you've had Black Klansmen. You did Ballers, you know, uh, Monsters and Men and all this. But this time, my friend, you're a movie star. <laughs> a movie star. Is Denzel jealous? <laughs> Is he jealous? Yeah, right. <laughs> He's, I'm, just, I'm actually happy that he saw it, though. He did get to see it. So. <laughs> he did get to see yeah, it. Yeah, he, he, he saw it. Yeah. Well, you know, this is... It, it is. It's many things, this movie, and there's no way to really give spoilers, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not even going to try to do it. But this is a big epic, the way you want to go back to the movies to see a movie. It just fills that giant screen. There's excitement in it. And you're kind of the Black James Bond in this movie, for goodness sakes. Look at you. And the suits, people who love the movie are seeing it, and they say, hey, did you see John David in those suits? Did you get to keep them? <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to confirm or deny. Oh, um, gee, then you do have them. <laughs> yeah, everybody says that. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, they do. <laughs> but for, the, for public record, uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny keeping them. But uh, uh, that's a shout out to Jeffrey, um, who, who, who designed those suits, who, you know, were really, it was really complimentary of my hard work and not eating. Uh, so um, I I, uh, I really appreciated wearing those suits and wearing the clothes. Um, honestly, too, what what, the, what it did for me, this was an interesting process for me in general. Just uh, my my way in, my entry point to the character was um, sort of not. It wasn't how I usually do things. It was the physicality, you know, the training for two months before we started principal photography that really gave me a lot of information about who the guy is. It was something about those suits and his um, you know his his clothing that sort of, uh, I, I, I thought of it like armor, you know, um, you know, as a warrior going, in for bat, going into war, that, that's, that was his armor. So a lot of, a lot of those things, the exterior of it, um, I was able to give, give me information on how to internalize uh, such a character, the protagonist. Yeah, you're talking about the training. There are stunts. I mean, right from that opening scene, this mm. movie is just right at you. You know, if this movie yeah. costs 200 million, like they say, it's all up on the screen, except, of course, for the 190 million they paid you. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but because the movie is dealing with inversion, you know, this is as close as I'm coming. For those people that fell asleep during physics class, 
they may right. they may not know what inversion is and how things go back and forth at the same time. But you actually have to do these stunts where you do go backwards and forwards. How do you do that? How do you train yeah. for that? I don't care if you had too uh, much. How do you do it? It was it was a it was a grueling, incredibly exhausting, um, physically demanding, uh, once in a lifetime, truly enjoyable experience. All right, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it, it was. It, I loved every moment of it. Uh, George Cottle, who uh, the stunt coordinator for for Christopher Nolan, who's worked with him for for years now, uh, Jackson Spadell. Uh, the fight coordinator who's, you know, been on, you know, multiple Marvel's, Marvel's um, productions, uh, you know, John Wick. So they were finding these moves together and for the first time. Um, these moves have never been done before, never been constructed before. Uh, so the rules of inversion, they, uh, you had to relearn or, or unlearn what you thought you knew about gravity, what you thought you knew about just normal functionalities of the human body. And, uh, and, and sort of now incorporate what you think you know into the rules of inversion. So we had to literally start from like blinking, from, from walking to talking, to then the throwing of the punches and the snapping of the necks in the martial arts uh, aspect of it. It was an incredible, uh, unique, incredibly unique experience. So, um, but it was so exciting and invigorating because the, knowing these, 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 uh, these types of, uh, this type of movement is has never been done before. This is all fertile ground, all fertile territory that we're 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 um we're operating from. So that's really exciting to know that. You have any bruises to show for it? I actually still have a still have some of a mark on my hand. I, don't, I think it's just for life now. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't get out of bed the first month. It was very tough for me to get out of bed every day. Well, um, what, so, what was what yeah, was, was the toughest thing? Was it trying to talk backwards or move backwards? And did you take that home with you? You know to practice. <laughs> All the time, I had to, I had to, especially with uh, some of the the lines I had to say backwards. I have to learn. Uh, I learned at home and took it with me. Uh, this is the first time I'll say. Oh, well, let me ask you a question first. The hardest, actually, the hardest day or the hardest um, the hardest thing about this film for me were the was the heights the heights aspect. The uh, in Mumbai having to jump rappel off onto a roof. Uh, right. I'm just and jumping then, up a roof. Yeah, <laughs> up a roof, and then jumping off uh, a, a balcony. Because I'm not really good with heights. So that took some patience from Chris Nolan and the crew. Uh, we got it done, but uh, it took a while because I was, I was terrified, to be honest. Did you wait <laughs> until that day you were shooting that to mention to Chris that I, I forgot to tell you, I'm no good with heights? <laughs> I, I, I mentioned it to him when, we, when they wrapped us that day, and, we, and I knew we got it in the can <laughs> because there was, there was a particular time where there was, I had to, he, wanted, he adjusted me and he wanted me to do an action and say a couple lines before I jump over the roof, over the uh, balcony. And I, I'm, I'm a professional. I know how to take notes. I'm, I, I can adjust no problem. We never had a problem with adjustments, right? But for, for some particular reason, on this evening, warm evening in Mumbai, I was not taking the note well. So after like take 11 or something, when we finally get it, got it, he comes up to me and starts laughing because he says, I was wondering why you weren't taking the note. You usually are great with that. And I realized, oh, you're scared. <laughs> and we started laughing together. And I said, confirm, sir. I was terrified. Um, of course, I didn't tell him I, I had a fear with heights. You know, you like, you just, it's the same as you don't tell him if you can't ride a horse. Of course, I could ride a horse. Sure. You say sure. it, you know, and you figure it out later. 
Sure, I can jump out of planes. I can do whatever you need me to do. But didn't your, did your football background help you with this? Didn't it help you? I mean, you took a lot of uh, beatings doing that. Indeed, I did. And I, I, the, what my football background did give me was confidence and, and knowing that I know how to put my body through pain and, and discomfort um, to great to great degree. Uh, this was a little difference because in football, most of the training, most of the, most of the things you do are to advance the ball forward to score a touchdown. You know, your vertical movement, your, you know, your lateral movement is, is essential as well. You've got to be able to move side to side, but uh, always forward. In this case, in the, in the rules of inversion, I had to like what advancing is, is actually going the other way. So uh, throwing a punch is now I've got to learn how to throw it the other way. Blocking a punch, I have to learn how to block another way. So and and turn and, and really it's it's essentially my defense becomes offense, and my and my offense is is my defense mechanisms. So it's it's it was it was a crazy way to learn uh, how to uh, use my body. And these asks of it were um, I had to dig deep. Well, were all the actors feeling the same way that you were doing this movie? Was it that kind of thing? At the end of the day, you all just collapsed back in the hotel. Yes, we were all Nolanized. It was it was quite the uh, unique experience. <laughs> we were we were. <laughs> I know Elizabeth. We'd always talk about like just the Nolan experience and what life is going to be like after this. How it won't be the same. And that's that's, that's that has nothing to do with like just how it'll be received and the fact that we're in a Nolan film. But it was actually the process of it. Um, you know, we all had to. We all had to. Uh, we were all there for the right reasons, and we all wanted to be there and love to serve our purpose for the film, you know, uh, it, it, but it, it, it was challenging. He asked a lot of us, you know, physically. I mean, she was getting thrown around in that car, you know, and um, she had to, she did her own stunts as well. So uh, Rob Pattinson, who was sneaky athletic, he's actually very athletic. Don't let him fool I like you. that sneaky uh, athletic. He's sneaky, sneaky athletic. athletic. The guy can run. He can load, he can load a clip into a gun and fire it and look cool. I mean, he's, he's like everything you want in a movie star. So, but even he was feeling, you know, the wear and tear of the, of the, of the, the physical demands of, of this movie. What about the uh, cerebral demands of the movie? When you first got this script, you know, what did you say? Oh, yeah, fine. I get it. Yeah, I can do this. Look, can yes. I be honest? Like, yes, I want honesty. After, after, after that, so I, it took me four hours to read it for one. So I was like, that's the longest ever I've ever spent on a script. And then um, I, I, I guess I was so delusional. I said exactly what you just said. I, I was, yeah, I got it. No problem. This is, I got this. Let's, I'm ready to work. And as the day went on, as the, as the hours added up, I realized how much I didn't get it. As I came back down to reality, I realized, oh, I didn't get anything I read. But what I think what I was really connecting to were the, were the characters, though. Not the concept at first, but I did understand the way in, which was through the characters, through the lens of these, of these characters who were very clear to me and, and, and uh, relatable and uh, who I really loved and, and um, connected with. And so I, that kind of the way in was through the eyes of the protagonist. Uh, like I said, the physical, uh, the, the repetitions of, uh, of, and the training really helped me understand the concept as we get, you know, you're, you're constantly trying to play catch up to uh, Christopher Nolan. And he was very patient uh, with answering questions, everything that we needed, he provided. He was very accommodating in that way. But um, yeah, it took a lot of time to catch up. But th the more uh, of the physical movement and understanding of what we were doing with a backwards punch, the concept of a backwards punch and kick really helped me with the concept as a whole.
But look at the people you have. I mean, you have Sir Kenneth Branagh in the movie, you know, a guy yes. who should know the answers to these questions. He's a sir, you know. Did you ever try any of these uh, little mysteries out on him? Well, he, he, you know, he's he's so he's a brilliant actor and artist. He's such an intelligent human being. Um, it was encouraging to know. It made me feel really good about myself when he would ask, you know, the, the same kind of questions I was. And he's like a scholar, so I, I felt I felt a little more secure about that. Like he, because he he too would tell you how it's hard to track this this story in this film. I mean, that to, to to the way we want to, you know. To, to, to act the way we want to do our jobs, we have to be as specific as possible. So um, some of the most impressive work I've ever seen though was by him. In fact, there was a scene that we did where we both have to talk backwards. And not only did he do that, he did it in a Russian accent. That was, that was incredible to me. Talking backwards in a Russian accent. So it's essentially like he's, like, he's talking two different languages in an accent, like it's crazy. But when you, you're working with Kenneth Branagh or something like that, who's worked with your dad, you know, yes. you talk to him about that experience? I think, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, annoyingly so. I was asking him all kinds of questions about much ado about nothing. But he was very gracious and kind about uh, answering questions and just talking about the experience because I love that movie. And, uh, and, I, and I, I, probably, I probably brought it up maybe every, t every day we work together. Every, every day. day, really annoying. Almost every, I, I find some way to reference it, I think, yeah. Even if he didn't know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I speak for the audience, when we look at Tenet, we are seeing things that's really gonna be hard to do in the future, in the immediate future. Uh, that mm -hmm. just that opening scene is so incredible, yeah. where there's hundreds yeah. of All people. those, yeah. 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 And, yep. you know, so I think it was like 3,000 people, 3,000 plus people there. Oh, yeah. In, uh, in, yeah, in Estonia. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure. But I think that the, the movie industry, the, you know, they, they, they seem to figure it out. I think they're going to figure out a way. Well, they will because they have to. We just need to have movies back. And this is the one that it's actually doing it. I mean, because on the Labor Day weekend, Tenant was able in the United States to make $20 million, which is a lot when you can only sell 25% or 30% of a theater app to do it. Mm. And to have made $150 million overseas is also incredible. It's just, it's makes you hopeful about how this would happen mm -hmm. and how we could get back to business as usual. Mm -hmm. And you're still enjoying I agree. it? Uh, enjoying making films or enjoying yeah. the, of course. I, I mean, this is what I love to do. It wasn't the idea situation of this rollout of the movie. However, maybe it's better in a lot of ways because, you know, um, people have a different appreciation for the theater going experience because we've been you know, deprived of it for so long. It's been six or seven months without uh, being able to go into a movie theater. So it's important to know that there's so much medicine that can be administered through these films and through uh, the movie going experience, that form of escapism or, or you relating to a character or to a story that touched home that motivates you to do something with your life or to, 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 to be more involved in your community, whatever it may motivate that. Uh, but there is, there, there is great power and uh, storytelling still. I want to ask you, uh, just in summing this up, what would you say to people that haven't seen this yet? They haven't seen Tenet and they want to know from you. 
what should they prepare? What is it they're going to see? And uh, why should they see it? Why should they go see this movie? What is Tenet from you, the Tenet, guy who's in it every minute? Tenet is a, is a, unique, a unique cinematic experience. It's the ultimate form of escapism. For, I can guarantee for two and a half hours, you will not be thinking about anything else. There is not a worry in the world other than hopefully that the protagonist doesn't die. You know, um, it, you are going to be so immersed into this film. In the IMAX version of it, you, um, you're, you're literally going to feel like you're there in this globe-trotting spy espionage thriller. You know, there, there's seven different countries. You're going to miss traveling. You're going to appreciate travel. You're going to, you know, the, the Amalfi Coast, the 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 uh, the boats just slicing across the the, the Mediterranean Sea. It's it's catamaran. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a beautiful. It's right, the, right. I mean, it's just a beautiful looking film. Even if you're not really understanding the plot, you're gonna love what you see and experience what you see, in full effect. Um, it's great storytelling. Obviously, I think um, um, as the as the trailer goes, there, there's a line in this that says, "Don't try to understand it, feel it." And I highly recommend you continue that mantra as you, as you watch the story unfold for those two and a half hours. Yeah, and you'll can, you can feel it without getting bruised like the actors did. Right, yeah, no, you, <laughs> exactly. You won't yeah. get knocked around by doing that. Well, you know, John David, JD, whatever it is that uh, we're calling you these days, um, this show, as you know, always ends in song. You were just horrible to me the last time by only giving me one line of a Luther Vandross song called, you know, yeah, you are, you know, what was it? A thousand, this is a, you know, a never too much. You did that. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be great if you gave us one more line of that song. So eventually when we do enough interviews, I will have the whole song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Your dad is Um, really good to me about singing. He just loves Because he can sing. He's confident. He's he's (laughs) confident with his voice. You know, you're not confident. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm no, not. you did that one line. A thousand kisses I can, I can. for you is never too much. What's the second line? Never too much. Never too much. Never too much. Thousand kisses from you. <laughs> from yeah. you is never too much. Never too much. Never too much. Never too much. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've got way more than I expected now. You know, I could leave with a smile on my face. John David thank Washington, you. thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you for having me.